Why is Bitcoin dropping and why is Algorand and Tezos a really good investment in this crisis and why Uniswap might not be the best investment? That we will discuss in today's crypto market talk this week. Before we get started, quite important, last week I had the honors to participate in the Swiss Code Trading Day here in Switzerland and the whole thing is also recorded so if you're speaking German you might as well have a look at this presentation where I talk about potential Ethereum killers such as Solana and Polkadot. The entire Swiss Code Trading Day has been recorded, is currently on YouTube so you can watch the full six hours, quite interesting talks that are going around so make sure that you want one, are subscribed to the channel and two, make sure to watch the respective video. I will link the video in the video description below. But let's get started. Let's have a look at what are we discussing today. Essentially, we'll have a look at Bitcoin price, obviously, because it has corrected quite tremendously. We'll talk about Ethereum. We will quickly look at Tezos and Algorand and why they might be an actual interesting hedge against the crisis. We will look at Uniswap and then some worrying details from Solana. But let's first start with the Bitcoin price. And the major story is, of course, why has the Bitcoin price corrected? Now, usually it is very difficult to pinpoint a very specific point as of why the Bitcoin price has corrected. In this article, though, the article talks about the kind of losing interest of the market coupled with a couple of other factors. One thing that comes to mind is that the Bitcoin ETF has been in the market for the last month or so and has gathered a lot of interest in the beginning but not so much over the last couple of weeks. That coupled with the general interest of people kind of uh, trading on leverage in the Bitcoin market has of course followed by some major liquidation points. Now, if we look at the last 24 hours of liquidations, we can see that it has only been 356 million US dollars. Now, only, of course, in quotes, because if we scroll down, we can see here that on Saturday, on December 3rd, we had a quite tremendous uh, liquidation of about 2 billion US dollars. And Two of the major exchanges have been kind of the reason for these longs being liquidated. Now, if we look at the funding rates right now, we can see that generally the market is green again. Now, what does green mean? Green means positive funding rates, and that means that speculators are bullish and long traders pay funding to short traders. Generally, the market is a bit more bullish than usual. And I'm a bit on the fence here. Gotta be honest. I kind of want to wait for the stock market to open because there is still this discussion of Evergrande, this discussion of Tether, and all of these other topics that are a bit unsure. Now, one company that is kind of majorly capitalizing on this dip is MicroStrategy, because they have bought another 7,000 Bitcoins in this fiscal fourth quarter for about 414 million US dollars, bringing their Bitcoin stash up to 3.6 billion US dollars. Now, this is a major part, and I believe that MicroStrategy 
is always kind of, especially for the institutional investors, one way to get exposure to Bitcoin without actually buying directly Bitcoin. Now, if we look at the MicroStrategy chart, we can see that the pre-market price is around 634 US dollars. Obviously, when this video goes live, you will see the uh, market price already have changed. Um, I'm recording this video on Monday, so you will see the prices obviously for Tuesday, but it will be interesting to see how MicroStrategy will react in this environment in general. If we look at the Bitcoin price, we can see the following. Now, obviously, we've had quite a long week down here to the price of around 42.5 and the price above 40 has held. So that is at least something positive. Should in the short term, and I believe that in the short term, usually these crises happen in batches and not just at once. I believe that the 40,741 US dollar price should hold up. If that doesn't hold, we look at 37,900 US dollars. And if that doesn't hold up, well, then we are really in a crisis but then the bitcoin price would probably drop to 29800 now will it come to that price i'm not sure i again I'm a bit on the sideline here and, and still waiting for the whole Evergrande debacle as well as this whole discussion around Tether being potentially invested in Evergrande and so on. So it will be interesting to see the market, especially for the Bitcoin price. If we continue, though, and we discuss about Ethereum, there has been an interesting academic research study coming from Australia that has essentially shown that since EIP 1559, so the upgrade that makes Ethereum potentially deflationary, has caused the Ethereum price not only to stabilize, but also be more interesting uh, potentially to institutional investors. Why? The perspective is this. Ethereum is superior in, in a store of value, is a better inflation hedge compared to Bitcoin. Now, if we look at the hard numbers, we can see that the Ethereum inflation is only going up by 0.98%, whereas Bitcoin is going up by 1.99%. And that would essentially mean that Ethereum is more deflationary than Bitcoin and potentially a better store of value. It is interesting though because considering that Bitcoin's release schedule is pretty much planned in, in advance and Ethereum is still kind of in the works with on one side Ethereum 2.0, proof of stake and all of these limitations because as you know the Ethereum numbers or number of tokens are not actually limited meaning that the Ethereum token numbers could go up if the usage go up. But EIP 1559 has changed that because if people are transacting more on the Ethereum network, it will also mean more Ethereum are being burned, meaning they will be removed from the system. And that in turn is very positive for the Ethereum price. Looking at the chart, we can see a very clear picture. The range that I've defined last week has held up pretty nicely, especially if we ignore the wicks and the wicks, let's be honest, are kind of a chain reaction. So of course, if you've had a stop loss here or kind of a limit buy here, then you would have had been hit depending on the exchange. But if you're just looking at the kind, kind of more midterm and long-term prices, the candles are of really of interest for us right now. And this is still in place. So technically, if we increase this range of this box here, we can see that the range is still being respected on the Ethereum price. And that in turn shows me that the price between 3.9 and around 4.6 is still in play for Ethereum, at least for the time being. 
Let's have a look at decentralized exchanges. There are some new stats coming out of the decentralized exchange aggregators, namely OneInch, ZeroX, Paraswap and other exchanges. The trading volume of these three aggregators has hit 6 billion US dollars in the last week, increasing by 50% since the beginning of November. And what does that show us? Essentially, people are more bullish and more using these DEX aggregators versus using Uniswap directly. Now an aggregator like this essentially shows you the best potential price or the lowest gas fee, which is really important on the Ethereum network if you're using one of those aggregators. So if you go directly, for example, on Uniswap, chances are you will pay a bit more in order to do your trade. What does that mean for the Uniswap price? In my opinion, and we can see it here from the chart, the Uniswap price is a bit in a crisis, yeah? So currently around 15.73 is an interesting bottom that I've drawn here. If we break this bottom, I'm a bit unsure as to where it might go, to be honest. It might even hit uh, single digit numbers down the road, but for, for this moment here, we can see that the bottom has held here quite nicely. So I do think that if the crisis here would stop and if the Bitcoin price wouldn't drop any further, chances are we will probably stay within this range and go up again. But in my opinion, the DEX aggregators are really an important kind of competition for Uniswap as a whole. Now let's have a look at another interesting investment. We've talked about Ethereum potentially flipping Bitcoin and now Anthony Scaramucci is saying Algorand could potentially flip Ethereum. He's the hedge fund manager of Skybridge Capital and they obviously have an interest in Algorand performing in this type of way because they have had a hundred million US dollar partnership with Algorand in the past and he's saying that generally them being much much cheaper and carbon negative as a layer one blockchain could potentially mean that Algorand could be worth more than Ethereum in the coming months. He's not the only one believing in Algorand because Hivemind Capital Partners founded by former city executive Matt Chang also is really bullish on Algorand. They have launched a 1.5 billion US dollar crypto fund with Algorand as a strategic partner with the focus of investing into different parts such as the metaverse, into gaming, so play to earn, all of these different kind of elements that are really, really hot right now, they are interested in investing into. If we look at the chart in general, we can see a quite interesting picture. Algorand has corrected, yes, but it has rebounded quite well too. So that essentially means that the, that the trend line here is still in play again if we kind of ignore the wicks here because the wicks again are a bit problematic in the crypto space due to volatility from different markets, etc. But for now, that means that the trend line for Algorand is in play, meaning for me, this could be a very interesting mid to long-term investment potential going further. Now, if we look at another investment opportunity, we can look at Tezos because Tezos again has focused really on the NFT space. The NFT platform OneOff has inked a partnership with Pitbull to bring music NFTs and other types of NFTs onto their platform. This could be a really interesting deal for Tezos as an NFT platform. But the thing is, I've heard from different NFT investors that every time someone is trying to launch a bigger NFT project on Tezos, 
Bezos, the network or the marketplaces are going down. So this seems to be like an issue that Tezos is facing right now. And even if we see partnerships like this, this could be a potential problem. Now, what does the chart tell us? The chart is really interesting because the Fibonacci sequence that I've drawn last week has held quite interestingly with the bottom of this week that we've seen today. So the 78.6% seems to be kind of the wick down and now could be the interesting part what would be next for Tezos. In my opinion, if Tezos can bring the NFT problems under control, then we could potentially see that Tezos will probably perform much, much better price-wise in at least short term. If they cannot manage these NFT problems, then I'm a bit more bearish when it comes to the price. And I would look here at the lower single digit numbers that Tezos is printing right now. Speaking of, about technical problems, an interesting blog report has come out highlighting a very important problem in the Solana protocol library. So the library that the developers are using in order to build on top of Solana. There has been a bug that has affected Tulip Protocol, Solent and Larix as platforms, which are managing about 1.7 billion US dollars in funds, which could potentially mean that this bug could be used to siphon off 27 million US dollars per hour. And that is, of course, a very big problem that the Solana developers are currently looking at. And that in turn means that short term Solana might be a bit more bearish than I would think. Now, interestingly here, this is exactly the graph. So with this kind of parabolic rise that I've drawn here, this was the graph that I've shown on the Swiss code trading day before everything went down. Interestingly, now the parabola has been broken. So for me, this could turn into a more bearish investment. Now we can see here that the bottom of around 181, at least the local bottom has been hit. Now we look at the next kind of interesting bottom at around 155. And if that doesn't hit, then we're going to the low 100s. I'm still a bit unsure, but I wouldn't count Solana out because Solana so far has managed to fix its technical problems quite quickly. So maybe this could be an interesting investment, at least midterm. That was it from the crypto market talk this week. Make sure that you subscribe to this channel to not miss any interesting crypto and blockchain information and news. I will see you on the next one. Have a good one.